Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. Making an initial diagnosis is wonderful, but especially because we are seeing a lot of these dermatologic cases long-term, it's also really important to sometimes walk into your recheck exams with fresh eyes. I'm going to tell you about a recent case, a couple of cases that I've had that really influenced me to want to make this episode of the podcast because it can be really easy to manage, say, an allergic dog and over and over again, say, say they break out infections or lesions are popping up, really focus on, well, they're allergic, well, they're allergic, well, they're allergic. But we do know that, especially a dog cat that lives with chronic inflammatory disease, that sometimes we can see other diseases pop up. Um, And even some studies see that certain diseases you might be more predisposed to if you have chronic inflammatory disease that you have, you know, primarily when you're younger. So a situation that I've had recently, so a dog referred to me for losing claws and suspected SLO. SLO is symmetrical lupoid onychodystrophy, um, which basically fancy medical terms for symmetrical being multiple claws, not just one, right? Symmetrical. Um, lupoid being a band of inflammation that can be seen, which is also what we see with things like discoid lupus erythematosus, even systemic lupus. It's just kind of this inflammatory pattern. Onychodystrophy, obviously being like abnormal nails or claws. So the dog had lost a couple claws, no really other history of dermatologic disease, kind of been slowly happening over time. Um, primary vet was worried about it, referred to me, definitely looks like SLO, um, bit of an older dog, so kind of a, a weird presentation, but certainly something I've seen. So we start the dog on medications like doxycycline niacinamide, recheck later to see how the pet's doing. Pet presents, um, had lost one claw that we knew was probably going to happen because it would have been loose on primary presentation. Um, but the claws actually were doing pretty well. We hadn't lost any others looking okay. But when my technician came to give me the history, they had mentioned other things like, There were potentially some lesions or sores around the lips, having a hard time swallowing, and a lymph node popping up in large. And I was like, hold on a second. This is not typical for us to see with slow. So either something totally different is going on that's not dermatologic, or, you know, maybe either something else has popped up, or this is not SLO. Um, So upon looking at the pet myself, we definitely have depigmentation around the lips, some of the nasal planum, and even on a portion of the paw pad, none of which were present, say, six to eight weeks previously. And then there is one very enlarged submandibular lymph node. So then I have to have the discussion with the owner. Either this pet has two different diseases, because SLO tends to be a clinical diagnosis. We don't really amputate and send in claws really anymore because it's really hard to decalcify them and not a lot of information is gained from the pathologist doing that. And then the pet just loses part of a digit. 
Um, but we always want to be look out for other things. We know in the literature, SLO can get triggered by things like hypothyroidism, food allergies. So those are things that actually talk to them about on initial exam. But SLO does not cause enlarged lymph node, depigmentation to the nose, lips, and paw pads. So, you know, maybe we've got more of a systemic lupus thing, but I'm very concerned that this could have started out as a very abnormal presentation of cutaneous lymphoma. So I really had to take a step back and say, that doesn't fit what we should be treating and dealing with. We need to, you know, reassess um, and really look at other diagnostics and consider, you know, potentially other treatments based off of that, whether it's aspirating the lymph node or now biopsying the nose or the paw pads, just to make sure we don't have something else going on. Cause that is a big concern. Another presentation that I have had recently is a dog I've managed for allergies for several years has done fairly well with immunotherapy and symptomatic treatment when needed. Um, actually allergies were doing really well for a long period of time. And then we started breaking out with infections more readily. Um, and we dealt with infections in the past. So that was something that we have navigated before, but something wasn't fitting. We weren't really paritic before the lesions would occur. They just happen more rapidly, especially for a dog we had managed fairly well for several years. Now, of course, allergies can progress as pets get older Um, So it's not impossible that that could be occurring, but looking at the pet, just something wasn't really matching. We do routine lab work anyway for some of the medications this pet is on. And I started seeing some mild changes. And so when I, uh, ALP slightly going up a little bit of protein in the urine, nothing super dramatic and talking to the owner, you know, there wasn't really polydipsia, polyuria at home, but we talked about some of these mild changes we're seeing. And really one of my concerns being infection starting to happen more readily on the skin, which we hadn't seen really for a long time because we had been successful with allergy management. So Sonar is very proactive, very gung-ho. We decide to do a low-dose dexamethasone suppression test just to see if it's possible the pet is developing hyperadrenocorticism. And lo and behold, this dog is now cushionoid. And so we're managing that. And that is the difference we see in some of these endocrinopathies compared to, say, other specialties. You know, we certainly do see cases of Cushing's where they just break out with skin infections and they're not really PUPD. They don't really show other signs. Um, but we will be able to diagnose them with Cushing's. And if we treat that, we'll actually very much get a handle on that pyoderma that keeps recurring. You know, I've had that happen with hypothyroidism, plenty of dogs where I've been managing their allergies for a long time. All of a sudden we don't have a handle on their skin. Like we used to, we will check a free T4 and TSH just to be safe. And lo and behold, they will be hypothyroid. And then we have to manage that. And that has become the, the reason that the pyodermas have been difficult. So that's what I mean by you want to walk in and that things can change and you want to walk in with a bit of, a, you know, clear eyes or fresh set of eyes sometimes on these cases, because as you manage these cases long-term, especially for you in general practice who do really manage the general health of these pets for several years, new things pop up as pets age, new things occur, you know, new pets come in the household, right? Like a flea allergic dog, 
that's on good fleet control, but they get a new kitten that's not on fleet control in the household. Um, you know, they all of a sudden have dermatophytosis because there's a new kitten in the household. You always want to, if they're not managing the way that they had traditionally been managing for their long-term dermatologic disease, you want to start going back to the basic questions. Like if they were initial exam, you know, are there any changes in the household? Are, are there other new pets in the household? Is everyone on their prevention? Did we just forget something silly like, you know, flea prevention because life was crazy or are we up to date with that? Um, are they starting to show signs of increased drinking, increased urination that they didn't show before? Is there a pattern of weight gain? If we look back in the record, now that they're developing infections all of a sudden, maybe there is an endocrinopathy that has occurred. Or did we have an initial presentation like me where we, you know, thought it was one disease and either they developed another disease very in a very short amount of time, um, or this was a very unique, bizarre presentation. You know, lymphoma can kind of do whatever it wants. So maybe it was a bizarre presentation of losing the claws first. Um, and that's why we want to just not think, oh, well, it must, the lymph node just must be up because it's inflammatory because it's a lupoid disease. Like clearly I'm concerned that there's something else going on and we need to shift gears a bit. This often happens when we see cases that are really infected. You know, we may start with just infection control to say, hey, there's so much infection here. I need to clear this up first before I'll know if it's something we need to biopsy because I'm worried you have an autoimmune disease or neoplastic disease, or if it truly is allergic disease that's sitting there that's just gotten a really bad infection. So even in our initial workups, we're having to do th- do these at times, but especially in cases, and I'm guilty of this too, where I'm just so used to being like, oh gosh, your allergies are just being difficult. It must be the season. But if it's really going on longer, I will start digging deeper. Like maybe we should do some general lab work to see, you know, what's going on. Um, I've even had cases I've managed for allergies initially. And then after a couple of years, they develop pemphigus. Like all of a sudden, there's just a bunch of crusting, neutrophils under the microscope. I get the infection under control and it's still there. Like maybe we do need to biopsy you. Maybe something new has really happened. And that can be difficult because it's hard for an owner to understand that things may change or we have made maybe developed another disease because it's frustrating enough having a pet with a disease, let alone to have a pet that may have multiple diseases when we're so used to focusing on something like allergies. But it is really important that we notice these little differences or at least, you know, consult with other veterinarians in your clinic if you just need to go over a case. Even in our dermatology clinic, we do that all the time where we say, hey, this is kind of weird or, hey, I'm having a hard time controlling this. Um, What are your thoughts on this case? Can we go over, you know, some of the history or some of the exams that I've done with this case? We do that even as specialists all the time because skin does change quickly. We do deal with difficult things like resistant infections. And so that complicates things. And we have to often clear that up before we know what to do next. And when those infections keep coming back because there's something like an endocrinopathy or there's something like a different disease that's developed, that can be really, really difficult because you feel like you're always just playing chase the infection. But realizing that sometimes we need to reset, kind of, you know, scrub the history of what we've done with this pet for the last few years and just say, okay, if I was seeing you for the first time, what is weird here? You're an allergic case, but now you got crusty paw pads. That's weird. You know, I thought you were this autoimmune case, but now you have these different lesions that weren't there a month and a half ago that don't fit with the typical presentation of what I thought was going on. Okay, that's weird. We need to think about something else. 
So it does make things frustrating, complicated, but it also can make it fun as from a detective standpoint of just, I need to figure out what's going on. You are not behaving the way you used to behave. So I hope that is beneficial because it's something I have to remind myself of. And sometimes something I have to talk to owners about too. Like, I think we need to look at with at this with fresh eyes, maybe do further testing diagnostics because I'm just afraid things may have changed. And I want to make sure I treat your pet appropriately. So I need to identify that if it has occurred.